three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. This is Nuclear Knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly show of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and helping you to think deterrence. I'm your host, Jacob Blank, and today's show is about myself and my journey to be a part of the deterrence workforce. Uh, as a federal employee, I do want to reiterate that all of the views expressed on this podcast are my own and do not necessarily represent the views of the United States Air Force or the United States government as a whole. So like I said before, my name is Jacob Blank and I am an information technology specialist, for the United States Air Force stationed here at Offutt Air Force Base in Omaha, Nebraska. I work for the 557th Weather Wing, performing a variety of functions including data analytics, system administration, and verification of data health and integrity from a vast number of weather data sources stationed around the globe. Without getting into too many specifics, our primary mission is to ensure that we continue to receive weather data from our catalog of data sources and send that information along to the warfighter to maximize decision advantage and to promote deterrence. My path to this career is definitely what you would call non-traditional. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in government and international affairs from Augustana University in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and a master's degree in defense and strategic studies from Missouri State University. Immediately after completing my bachelor's degree in 2018, I was fortunate enough to be drafted to play professional baseball by the Minnesota Twins and play in the minor league system for two exciting seasons. This was an absolutely incredible experience that brought me into contact with a number of amazing people and really solidified the value of committing your entire person to achieving a goal and working to maximize your own potential. Following baseball, I had a brief stint in data analytics in the political realm before deciding that career field was also just not for me. After that political data analysis didn't work out, I decided the best course of action to satisfy my passion for national defense was to go back to school. Like I said before, I completed my master's degree from Missouri State University in Defense and Strategic Studies in December of 2022, writing a thesis on the relatively perplexing relationship between U.S. strategic culture and ballistic missile defense policy. This journey eventually led to my current position as a federal civilian. I think this domain is just a great fit for me because it affords me the opportunity to leverage my data experience and data analysis experience, as well as my schooling to contribute to the safety of this country and its armed forces. I come from a military family, so the inclination to do my part in service to the country has always been a significant force in my life. This work uh, is probably not the most traditionally thought of in deterrence field, in the deterrence field of study as well. Uh, so being part of the Weather Wing is really exciting because it grants me an appreciation for uh, an otherwise unsung domain of military operations. Uh, as we know from history, the weather plays a huge role in the success or failure uh, of a military campaign or even just the success or failure of an individual engagement. Uh, from the typhoons that have ravaged successful Mongol invasions of Japan to the mud and frozen winters of the Eastern Front during World War II, miscalculating or 
failing to respect the impact of weather can prove decisive in the defeat of a military force. Therefore, the knowledge of the weather at a given point in time with a relatively high degree of accuracy is something that is incredibly valuable uh, to the warfighter, but it's something that I think we take for granted in the United States. Uh, and it's been very enlightening to see the process of uh, making sure we're able to perform this function globally in all environments. And as a factor that could constrain or even enable adversary decision-making, I think weather plays a really important role in the deterrence calculus and is something that is not traditionally thought of in a lot of uh, current deterrence theory and by many current deterrence practitioners. So I think it's really critical for those practitioners to have an understanding of and a further appreciation for the role of weather in uh, the behavior of hostile actors. For anyone who is looking to join this career field and become part of the deterrence workforce, I have a couple lessons and pieces of advice uh, that I've taken from my own journey. The first of which is rather obvious, and that is go to school and get an education in the background theory to make sure that you are able to understand these concepts before you enter the workforce. I strongly recommend the DSS program at Missouri State University because it has simply been invaluable to my career. Uh, not only in the theoretical sense, giving me that academic foundation for the deterrence concepts and basic deterrence theory, but also in a professional sense by connecting me directly with prominent members of this field to learn from and collaborate with. I would not be speaking to you today on this podcast if it weren't for my experience at the DSS program uh, as I managed to get in contact with Professor McGiffin, who helps run NIDS. Again, I simply cannot say enough good about this program, and I strongly recommend anyone who is interested in national defense uh, as a student or as a current practitioner, uh, please consider going back to school and giving this program a try. So my second piece of advice is do not assume that the status quo is a structural condition of the international environment. Uh, the relative peace, though it has been broken by the Russian invasion of Ukraine in 2022, established after World War II, is almost unheard of in human history. Nuclear deterrence has contributed significantly to this peace. However, what worked yesterday in the field of nuclear deterrence may not be perfectly applicable to today. And we constantly need an influx of young professionals with new ideas and concepts to challenge our theories and ensure that the language of deterrence is constantly evolving to meet the threats of today and tomorrow. All this to say, don't assume that deterrence is a stuffy field dominated by theories long established during the Cold War that, is, that are not relevant and will not change. Just like every other discipline, deterrence requires a contemporary understanding of the ever-changing conditions of the modern security environment. So please, Bring new ideas and don't be afraid to make your voice heard and challenge long-held understandings in the field of deterrence because what you bring to the table may work to save people's lives in the future. Thank you again for listening to today's Nuclear Knowledge Show. I hope you learned something new and valuable about deterrence. Nuclear Knowledge is a production of NIDS, a 501c3 organization dependent upon donations to provide this podcast. Every donation helps keep this and many other deterrence-related activities happening and helps bring awareness of the peacekeeping value of U.S. strength 
and national deterrence. This podcast is produced weekly and each episode is released on Monday. If you enjoy this show, please check out our other podcast, The Nuclear View. You can catch it in all our podcasts at thinkdeterrence.com. I want to thank our producer, Kimberly Sherrington, our sponsors, and all the fantastic members of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned next week for another exciting and informative nuclear knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.